Parker. Thank you. My parents called me the midnight confessor when I was a child because I couldn't go <laughs> like a whole night with like lying or keeping something from them. Oh my gosh, so. the midnight confessor. That's funny. It sounds like a some kind of like a mystery novel. You should write yeah, it a book. was me. Okay, no and looking more back, Amazon. I'm guessing my parents were just trying to like hold back laughing, also being like very upset that their child woke them up in the middle of the night to tell them something. You would literally wake them up in the middle of the night to tell mm-hmm. them something yep. that you lied about. That's funny. Yes. Actually, very vividly in kindergarten, I hugged a boy at school. <gasps> and I felt so guilty about it that I woke my mom up at like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what did she say? Do you remember how she reacted? No, but I really want to ask her about it now because I'm really curious about it. Oh, that memory just like popped right back in my brain. That's really That is funny. so funny. Like, uh, mom, I have to tell you something. I hugged a boy at school today. <laughs> Felt really guilty about it. I don't know why. Mm. Here we are. It's funny. Love that. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Any hoodles, as Ellen would say. Okay, mm. we're going for it. Let's do welcome. it. <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. And I'm John Young. Ellen Cernko, the midnight, what was it again? Dang it. Midnight <laughs> Confessor. The, midnight, the confessor. midnight Confessor. It's not as good as the song as Midnight Rambler. The same. Here's my mm, hope. I so better. I'm the Midnight Confessor, but I would do bad things. Tim is just a good person and he never did a bad thing as a child ever. So hmm. I'm hoping that our biological kid is both of those things one day. It, it won't be. It'd be great. What if they're mm, the opposite be. of both? It'd be the opposite. Be... Do all the bad things and won't feel bad about lying. Yeah, that's, what that's you're 100% get. what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> great. Which is what's going to You're going to get a little John. Great. I, <laughs> I was also just like a very good kid and I didn't like lie about things. So like I also have that fear of like, okay, I'm going to have a child that like is not anything like me. So yeah. So yeah okay, anyway, make, like making those choices as long as they tell me about it like I did. Like, I would just be like, mom, dad, I really screwed up. Here we go. And they'd be like, sounds good. That's fine. So, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's totally cool. Like, as long as they're not like, I messed up. I lit that building on fire. Sorry. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oops, your car's in a lake. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, it's one thing. You know, you got to do, like, minor things. Like, oops, I hugged a boy at school in the second grade or however old you were. Like, okay, that's fine. Thank you for telling me about it, sweetie. <laughs> Okay, stop like bringing up scenarios because I feel like you're manifesting my future and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. okay. We're going to be here for it. Um, well, that's not the topic today. Lucky for everyone listening. Parent- and let's, do a, let's do a parenting <laughs> episode at some point. I'll give you all my helpful hints. Sounds Good. great. I am so qualified to talk on parenting. It's unreal. <laughs> 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 um, okay, wow. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, this week, guys, we are going to continue talking about what we were talking about last week, but we're going to take it one step further. So to kind of recap what we talked about uh, on our last episode, we kind of gave you an overview of what you can expect cost-wise when you are looking into digital mar- different digital marketing uh, avenues and efforts. Um, so you have an idea of what you're going to be spending on these uh, services. But today we're going to, like I said, take it one step further and talk about building a strategy um, and building an effective strategy. So putting all of that to use after you've decided, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. I have the budget. I have the funds ready. Now, 
where do I start? What do I do? What services do I need? Um, and we are going to help you and answer those questions. Um, so I've thrown the word strategy around. So just to define that, what it means to have a strategy, um, it's a plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major or overall aim or goal. So it's not just saying I'm going to get on social media. Um, it's actually a designed plan to achieve a specific goal. So, um, you know, yeah, we can implement these marketing efforts across different platforms and say that we're reaching our audience because, I mean, we are reaching someone. If we put a Facebook post out there, someone's going to see it. Um, but these efforts aren't going to aren't working together to reach a common goal if we don't have any kind of thought behind it. Um, and you're not going to reach your full marketing potential. You're probably going to waste a little bit of money if you aren't having um, any thoughtfulness behind what you're doing. Um, and that's not what we want for you. Agree. So, agree. Sorry. Agree. Yeah. Ellen, you're allowed to come close to the microphone for agreed. <laughs> agreed. Unless you don't agree and then don't come close to the microphone. I do, in fact, agree. Okay. Good. What if there was a time when one of us disagreed and we just were like, disagree? <laughs> Great. Alert. Now you put that in John's brain. He's oh, going yeah. to do that all the time. All yeah. I believe me. I've like, thought about like, it. I, just, I haven't come up with an instance where I wanted to use it, but it was already a thought on my mind. I can't wait. Don't make it today. I'm not ready for that. No, we, we are all Agreed. too distracted for me to do that. So it's not going to happen today. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start um, with taking you through, uh, I guess, where to start when we're building a strategy. So um, Ellen, what do you think is the most important first step when we are working with our clients to start forming a strategy? I think the first most important step is setting a clear goal. Um, so like you kind of talked about that a little bit, Ellie, of like saying, you know, we want to get so many signups or we want to get so many like website visits. But I think it's even taking it a step further than that. So um, I think a good example is I have a client that they do a quarterly workshop. Um, and our main goal is to have one person that attends that workshop um, sign up for her enrollment list because they attended the workshop. Um, our goal to get us to that goal is to have at least 50 people sign up to attend said workshop. Um, and then we have like other goals to s hit that goal, which is, mm -hmm. you know, like pushing out. So the, we're pushing out so many blogs over the next month. We're pushing out so many social media posts over the next month. We're, um, pushing out emails over the next month. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to get to like the root of what you really want to accomplish. And then you got to set up um, attainable goals to get you to that kind of like overall goal. It's like goalception, mm -hmm. if you will. <laughs> Ooh, Which I will say we episode. already have 87 signups for that workshop in the first week of promoting it. So I'm very happy about that. We already wow. hit the first goal out of the out of the water. So now we just got to get one Perfect. person to sign up for Round enrollment list. Thank you. So, but that only happened because, you know, like we took the time to actually like plan out all those goals and then we took the mm -hmm. time to plan. Um, so I'd say like, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to stop talking, but yes. That's okay. Listen, first I agree. Goals. Yes. First step is always setting goals. If you don't have goals in mind, we don't know where to start. Then you're just throwing, throwing things out there. Like you just are like, oh, well, I should be on social media. So let's just post. Okay. Well, what are we posting about? What is your goal? What do you want to accomplish through these posts? 
Um, and I like what you said, Ellen, because you kind of you gave a really good overview of how setting goals determines what you're going to do. So we kind of talked about that a little bit um, last week, how the goals that you set, they have different um, avenues to help you reach those goals. So if your goal is to, um, like Ellen said, get more signups for um, these courses, you might want to run some advertising. You might, um, you're going to put together a social media campaign to start a conversation around it and direct people to your website to sign up. Um, you're going to send emails out to your email list to entice them to sign up for this course and give a little bit of ad- additional information. So without those goals, we don't really have a clear idea of what is going to be most effective for your marketing strategy. And I think if I may add to it, I'm yes, yes, you may back from my microphone. <laughs> um, I think setting goals can be really scary to a lot of people because if you set a goal, then that means that like you may not reach that goal. And then like Mm -hmm. there may be this like feeling of failure or like this feeling of like um, like accountability that you don't want. Um, But I think that like it's better to have a goal that you didn't meet than to not have a goal at all and just like be flailing out in like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, So I think – yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like, important to know that, like, when you set a goal, like, setting a goal is not so that you, like, have somewhere to point blame. It's so that you um, have something that you're working toward together with your team. Um, and if you don't set that goal, you know, there you may, like, almost set it so there's still success. Or, you know, it may be a really good opportunity for you to reevaluate what your goal needs to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe it needs to be more specific or maybe um, you don't meet the goal because you weren't using the right channels or you weren't using the right, right me- messaging or the right imagery. So, like, goals goals are not a way to just, like, point a finger at somebody to blame them. It's a way to help your team succeed in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid of goals. I think goals are really good. Don't be afraid of goals. <laughs> goals I'm are so scared. Good. Well, you know, like I feel like some people they'll just be like, well, like we'll just like do because our best. Because they don't want to fail. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's but like you're failing right. is a part of life, you know? Yeah, so I don't like, you learn I don't like from failing. failing. I don't like failing. You either. do learn from failing. John, Sometimes. this is where John disagrees. Um <laughs> disagree. No, I uh I think it's really important, and I think we've talked about this in multiple episodes before. Um, when you set goals and that are measurable, we'll go back to smart goals if, if we need to give the lesson on PCS. <laughs> different acronym, but have, I still like it. Yeah, way way different thing. But thank you, John, for interjecting PCS again. <laughs> um, if you set goals that are measurable, um, that means that you have something that you can measure to determine if you are succeeding or if something needs to change. And the mm-hmm. beauty about that, about having these measurements, is okay, maybe you're not on track to meet your goal. Why? What do we need to change? Um, I mean, Ellen and I have worked together just recently on this. Um, We're running some ad campaigns and we're like, how can we get more results? How how can we get better results? It's not necessarily that the ad isn't working. It's just we think it can be better. So Mm -hmm. we have brainstormed of what we can change up about the ad text, about the landing page, about um, the content and the video of the ad. Um, and just to see if we can reach our audience a little bit better and, and direct them to the call to action and the ultimate goal. Agreed. I'm going to agree with myself. Awkward silence. 
Yeah, you get you. So you have to have uh, a goal first, uh, and then you set a value to that goal, mm-hmm. and say, if I reach this goal, I'm going to make this much money. So, Ellen, to your example, uh, if each sign up for this class is five hundred dollars or whatever it is, uh, I want to get five signups. So it's twenty five hundred dollars. So then you know, okay, if I hit my goal, I've made this much money, and then go back, go backwards, and say, how much money do I have to spend on this? So mm-hmm. how many times do I want to put this in front of someone so I get those five clicks? And is that less than the $2,500 I seek to achieve at the end of this goal? Then that's how you make a plan. Mm-hmm. Episode over. Yeah. The end. Mic drop. But don't really drop the mics because John will get mad. <laughs> I will. We're on a budget We will not get a new mic. Yeah. We, As he buys more mics on Amazon yeah, Prime Day. Yeah. Listen, it's Amazon Prime Day and John's ready to buy more mics. So maybe he wouldn't got, be mad if we dropped yeah, our mics. Yeah, I've got seven to eight microphones in my, uh, my car John. right now. John! <laughs> I might want to do a podcast with I might want to do a podcast with right people. now. No, don't let don't remind her it's Prime Day. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she deserves to shop on Amazon Prime because you have bought so many microphones and equipment for your 15 podcasts that you're doing. Actually, I'm going to log into her account real quick just to make sure she's not buying things. Go change her password. Just kidding, don't do that. I didn't say that, no. Kelly. That was a joke. Oh my God, she's bought so much stuff. Oh my God. All right, I can't look at this. All right, back, back <laughs> yeah, to the Yeah, both of you, again, put your Amazons away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's still uh, in sweats. the other tab. It's fine. <laughs> please, if you're listening to this, please hire us for something. I need to pay for Prime Day costs. <laughs> yeah, we, we have collectively spent way too much money on Amazon Prime. Um, thank you. Thank there's you for your tam- time. There's a Tamagotchi in her cart. <laughs> really? I for, forgot I, about those. It's for a uh, birthday gift of one of her neighbors. Is it on so. sale, oh. though? It was. Because... Tamagotchis are, you get a are Tamagotchi? really expensive. Yeah, I used to play with Tamagotchis. If it's on a, if it's a good deal, I might get one. Um. All right. So we've covered goals. We've covered setting goals and the importance of setting goals. Um. So now that we have our goals in mind, that's when we're going to start to build our strategy. But first, um, we need to determine what our target audience is because again, you can put. Um, I keep using social media as an example, but you can put social media posts out there or send an email out and just floating through the universe to whoever wants to grab it and see it and read it and interact with it. But that is, again, not going to get you very far if you don't have a target audience in mind of who you're speaking to and who you want to reach. Um, You can't expect just anybody out there to um, act on your message. Um, It has to be, you know, it might be something very specific. Like if you again, I don't know why this just popped in my head, are a golf store and you are just reaching like everybody out there who has no interest in golf or ability to play golf or whatever it might be, then you're wasting money by people, um, you know, by sending this message out to all of these people that have don't have any desire to have any part of what your business is. So um, I would say, you know, on par with knowing what your goals are, it's equally as important to know who your audience is and who you're speaking to. That's, again, going to help you know what platforms to use, how your messaging should be, so how you're speaking to your audience, um, your different uh, – if, if whatever platform you're using has different um, like targeting parameters. Um, Ellen, did you have something? You, you, got, yeah. so, you got excited. You're like <laughs> – um, Okay. One thing I want to say about target audience – One thing I want to say about target audience is um, please don't determine who your target audience is just based on like your own 
observations and like what you think based on your own learned and lived experiences. Um, I recommend really taking some time to research who your current customers are. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if you don't have customers yet, like do some real like target audience research. Don't just like make assumptions based on like stereotypes or like your own lived experience of who Mm -hmm. your customer is. Um, Because then you may like be missing the mark in your messaging and in the channels that you use. So really good example of this, calling myself out. Um, We were doing some um, brainstorming for Young's Jersey Dairy a few years ago. And I made the assumption that the like kind of most – like the the highest percentage of customers at Young's Jersey Dairy would be teenagers that like want to go play mini golf and want to eat ice cream. That's not true. I mean, they are a, a customer segment at Young's Jersey Dairy, but like your core target audience is moms and grandmas that are bringing their kids for a day at Young's. Um, and so you're going to end up talking to moms and grandmas of little kids a lot differently than you're going to maybe talk to teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped reframe my mindset of like, you know, where we want to spend the most of our marketing efforts. And then, you know, when we have extra time where we can spend other times um, or spend on other resources. So I think it's really important that like you don't just make assumptions on who you think your target audience is because you can be missing the mark. Um and, and not hitting your goals just because you're not talking to the right people or using the right tools to talk to those people. But as a, as a business owner, I'm going to give you, I'm going to disagree as a business owner. I think I would know who my audience is. So you're saying don't make assumptions of who my audience is. So how, if I, if me as a business owner, I assume this is my, I assume this is my audience because I know my audience. How would you, how would you recommend going out and either justifying or saying that I'm incorrect and not knowing Mm. my audience correctly. Yeah. I mean, I would say like taking the time to research. So whether that looks like customer surveys that you put with um, like receipts or like after somebody purchases something, asking them for like a few like demographic things or like focusing more on like target audience parameters specifically for like, this is more for like Facebook or Google ads, but like things that like people are interested in. So like Google and Facebook know that like you're interested in like this topic or you're interested in that topic, but it's not necessarily like you're not just making an assumption of like what they're interested in. Like they've actually like told Google or Facebook, this is what I'm interested in. I think it's more so just like taking a second to not assume that you know exactly who your customer is without like either surveying them or like spending some time talking to your customers or talking to your customer service um, department if they're if you have one of those as well. But like mm-hmm. taking some time to just like look at who your customers actually are and not just like making the assumption because you're in it every single day kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I actually – agree with both of you like it's like it's a good mix so as a business owner yes you're obviously going to know who your customers are but it's also really great to have that data that backs that up so that you know um and what that's also going to do is it's going to tell you you might know who your um like number one demographic is um but you might not know oh i'm surprised to see that um this demographic is like kind of right behind them or um you might find something shocking that you didn't necessarily know Um, Mm -hmm. but it is really funny, especially if you're working with someone that doesn't have that much insight into your business. 
um, Ellen, when you were just talking and you said that you would have thought that um, teenagers were the largest target uh, market for youngs. I never would have thought that. I would have disagreed with that. I So like my assumption would have been different. So mm-hmm. that just goes to show that proves that, you know, it's it's sometimes not safe to just assume these things because it might not be accurate or we might just be thinking, um, again, like you said, based on stereotypes or our own lived experience. Like, you know, you loved to go there as a teen. So you obviously think everybody loves to go there as a teen. Yeah. Um, so like it's not that I'm saying don't go off like – your years of experience as a business owner, I'm just saying don't use that as your only source when you're trying to determine who your target audience is. Mm -hmm. And also, when we're talking about audience, um, you can break it down into segments too. So who is your current um, target audience? So who who gives you the most business? Who, um, Who can you really count on? And then think about, is there another segment that you want? So... Um, it might not, this might not be relevant for every business, but you might want to break into a different demographic because you aren't seeing, um, sales or traffic from a certain group or, uh, interest base or whatever it might be, but you want to, you're interested in breaking into those groups or, um, reaching more, you know, maybe you realize like your, um, your whole audience right now is primarily female, but you're like, you know, we actually offer a lot of great services or products for, or just fun in general for men. And so we want to maybe target some ads that are more enticing for men uh, to interact with. So it's again, not only who is your best customer, but who do you want to be your customer? Um, And then from there, um, you'll kind of intermix that and decide, okay, um, who, what platforms are we going to talk to which segment on and how are we going to talk to them? So that's the importance of really nailing down who your audience is just so you know how to speak to them basically. And like constantly reviewing it. Like I had a client that they primarily do food safety consulting, um, but they had like a few leads that reached out to them about quality like setting up quality management systems and consulting on that as well um Mm -hmm. and they were like well you know what we do is food safety consulting but then what they realized is that like those two services are almost identical Mm -hmm. um and so they tried it out with a few different customers and turns out that they're really really good at it so they now have this whole other target audience that they didn't even necessarily know about or think that they could serve that now they can serve. And so we're revamping the content on their website to make sure that we're speaking to both of those channels um, or both of those audiences without um, diminishing one or the other. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool because they now have have this whole new um, customer base that they can serve just because they were constantly thinking about like, okay, well, can what we currently do serve a different audience as well? And turns out that Mm -hmm. it can. Yeah. But it does change their messaging, so now they have to change it. Okay. Just leave it the same. I was just going to ask if John had any any thoughts on that or if he's just still busy uh, online shopping. I've got 12 microphones just ready to go. Oh my god. Wow. That's no, I don't have, I don't have I'm not I'm not Amazon shopping, I promise. Wasn't it just 7 a second ago? Yeah, I found five more Stop new ones, but I'm buying I, I, microphones. I didn't buy any. They're just sitting there in my cart. I'll okay. decide later. Hmm. All right. Um So there's one more aspect to think about before we start to put everything together and actually um, form a plan. 
And that is identifying what your competitive advantage is. So you more than likely have competitors out there who are doing the same, if not similar things as you, selling the same types of products, um, have a a similar business or have just a similar um, target audience that could be taking their time that you you want from them. Um, So identify your competitive advantage so that you know what sets you apart from your competition. That's going to be important in knowing what content to have in your marketing. So um, you don't want to be the same as everyone else. You want to tell people why you, why should they uh, come spend their money with you as opposed to your competitor? Um, and that's that's a huge piece of this because, I mean, unfortunately, we can't just, we can't get away. There's always going to be competitors. Um, we can't get away from it. So if we can really set ourselves apart Um, And I think we even talked about in an episode how we kind of set ourselves apart. We know what we provide. Um, And ultimately, there's going to be somebody out there that – somebody else out there that somebody likes better than they like you for some one reason or another. They have a personal connection with it or whatever. And, you know, you can't really change that. But you can market yourself to your strengths. So know what your strengths are. Know what you do better. Know what you offer that might set you apart and really focus on that when you are uh, pushing those messages out. Agreed. Any anything anything from the team? <laughs> I also no? agree. Okay. Okay. You said it all. Look, I feel like sometimes I know it's because I'm just so great. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I feel like I just start talking and I talk really fast, and I'm like, oh, I should pause and see if anybody has anything else to say. No, that's fair. Sometimes when I have like a really good thought in my brain, I'm like, I just have to spew it or it's going to be gone forever. I'm not going to remember yeah. it. I'm not going to steal either of your ideas. You guys can just idea it up. I promise. You can you can steal some ideas if you want. And then I'll call I'm you out I'm not an idea thief. It. It's true. It's wait. like how this went from Ellie and Ellen's podcast to John Ellie and Ellen's podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never Okey-doke. steal ideas. All right. Well, send me the mics back and you guys can do your own GD podcast. How about them apples? <laughs> No, no, no thing. You want spicy boss? You'll get spicy boss. Here it comes. <laughs> we don't want spicy. Just go boss. back we to want... Amazon shopping. All right, yeah, back go, to go it. Go ahead and shop. Get your microphone. I don't. I don't need to buy twelve mics now because I'm getting two ones free. Nope. <laughs> Negative. All right. So we Anywhere. thought about all of the aspects of um, your strategy before we put them to work. Um, so we've got our goals. We've got our target audience. We've got um, our messaging. Now, where do we want to put these? How do we want to get these out to our audience? Um, And again, this is going to be the meat of the planning. Um, And it's going to be basically everything that we talked about last week. But now we have a little bit more uh, background information to decide on what our actual plan here is going to be. So um, you'll take these pieces. So mapping out um, like what audience is going to be on which platform. So um, you might want to talk to your current customers. What's the best way to do that? We can do email campaigns. You can get on social media. Um, So really deciding, going down through where your audience is found. So you can find, um, again, current customers, you have an email list. That's an easy avenue to get the messaging out to. Um, if you want to reach new customers and you have very specific demographics or interests that you want to reach, uh, that's really great for um, social media advertising, search engine advertising, um, and other things that you can really hone in on that targeting. Um, 
Alan, did you were you just about to say something? No, I was okay. just shaking my head to agree with okay. you. Sorry. It was all great. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and when you're thinking of so we kind of talked a little bit about having uh, like knowing what your message is and knowing what your goals are. So if your goal, we'll take Ellen's example, is to get signups for a course, um, that's obviously what you want your messaging to be. And you want it tailored towards who you're targeting. So how you're speaking to the audience is what is going to be within that message, along with the call to action, sign up for this course, learn about whatever the course entails. Um Having that same message across all platforms solidifies what you're trying to get across and strengthens your opportunities to uh, get conversions, leads, reach your goals. So it might look a little different. They might be um, worded different or you might have – it might even be a slightly different call to action, whether it's, um, you know, visit our website to learn more or if there's a form directly on like the email that says – or a button for a form that says sign up for our course today. The calls to action might be a little different, but the messaging is the same. And that's what's important. Go. One thing to note with <laughs> those campaigns as well um, is um, imagery and messaging is is so important that it's consistent in a campaign, particularly like something that is date-based or that is like an mm-hmm. ads campaign. Um, and so – you know, one thing that can be difficult when I'm working with a client is that when we're putting together a campaign, they want to see like variety. I know they're like, they're, they're like, oh, I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Um, but I think that what makes a campaign really strong is that on average, a human being needs to hear the same message seven times before it sinks in. Um, mm-hmm. So say like, let's go back to my example, of like a workshop. Um, if you have a workshop coming up and you put out graphics that are like, yeah, they're the same brand colors and they're the same fonts, but like they're a completely different feel or look for each of them. That can be really confusing to your audience as they're seeing them through their newsfeed because they may think that they're two different workshops or that they're two completely unrelated posts. Um, so I think what's really important is like as you're putting together this plan before you even like set out to create all your social media posts or all your digital ads or all your emails is put together one kind of concept of like, this is the imagery we want to go for. This is the vibe we want to go for. This is the feel we want to go for. And then find ways to creatively repeat that, maybe put Mm -hmm. in a few tweaks here and there, but particularly when it comes to like the details of the content, try to keep that as specific as possible and like yeah. as as the same as possible. So a good example is like that workshop is at seven o'clock EST. So every single piece of content that I've created for this, every single graphic says seven o'clock, seven colon zero zero PM, capitalized PM, capitalized EST. It says that the exact same. So there's no variation. So no matter where they see it, it's exactly the same, exactly same formatting. Um, so that it really solidifies the, the messaging in that person's mind. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have, I say that because if you have a marketer like present like 15 social media posts and 12 emails and all this different stuff that looks like pretty similar for one campaign, it's on purpose. Um, yeah. it's, it's more difficult in my mind to like, make sure that you're able to keep a message feeling fresh while using that same, um, that same feel throughout the entire Mm -hmm. campaign. Um, but it's worth it. So a good example is the first campaign we did, 
the first workshop we did, I used very different graphics and we got about 111 signups for the workshop. Um, but it took an entire six weeks to get that together because that's what the client wanted. And then when I gave the client that feedback of like, listen, it's a lot better to like keep the same vibe. You know, like I said, within one week, we've already got like, I forget what I said, like 87 signups or something like that. Yeah, whatever so. number you made up to make yourself look good. <laughs> I believe you, Ellen. 870,000 signups already. Probably. Just jealous. I am jealous. Of my, of my but it does, it does feel good when you suggest something and it turns out to be right, though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. I was like, I really hope I'm right with this as I'm putting all this together. And I was like, I am right. Look at it that. seems like the right thing to say. So I'm going to say it and hopefully it works out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's basically everybody's job, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, that, that is kind though. of the, the fun in marketing, especially when we're not marketing with like literally our dollars, is that we can try different things and see what works. And then we can communicate that back to our clients, like, Hey, we tried these three things. These two things did not work out well at all. This one thing worked really well. So let's go with that because this resonated with your audience in the way that mm -hmm. we wanted it to. So let's take this, you know, this imagery, this theme, this way we presented content and replicate it across other channels. But like you guys said, just in kind of uh, degrees of difference. So it's just not the mm -hmm. same exact thing. 88 registrants now, not 87. Well, that's because I just signed I up for it to make yourself feel better. Oh, thank you so much. She's the midnight confessor. Is that what it was? Why do I keep yeah. forgetting? Yeah. She's the midnight confessor, so there's no way she'll lie to us. And if she's lying, she'll tell us. She'll give us a call later tonight. It's true. I'm yeah. like Nick Miller. I cannot lie. It's you really bad. sweat back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot, cannot lie. It's great. Ellen, and you know if you call me at midnight, my phone will go straight to voicemail. I don't mm -hmm. care if what what the situation is. There's no way for you to get a hold of me after nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm a fair. psychopath, and I will answer at all hours of the night, and my volume stays on, and I do not put my. Phone it's on true because I disturb. texted you at nine thirty at night because there was a storm, and I was worried about your safety, and you texted me. Back. <laughs> yeah, I well, yeah, but also, yeah, you I never so put. Sweet. I see on. <laughs> Listen, both of your text messages, though, you always have like the um, this person's on do not disturb thing at the oh, bottom. Oh, I have that like, on constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I like, never that, get notified. that stresses me out. I need to always stay notified because it just I'm stressed all the time. So, yeah, I need to know if something's going on and someone needs to get a hold of me at all hours of the night. Just have a um, limited like um, favorites list. So, like, I have a list of favorites. Like, if these people call me, then I still oh. get notified even if I'm on do not disturb. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, helpful tip for all who are listening Fun still. Fact. You have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Ellen's in my favorites. Oh, John, you're on my favorites. Ellie, you have made, also at the bottom. Ellie, you haven't made the list yet, but I don't really communicate with you via non-Basecamp very often. See, I'm and offended, here's the problem, though. too, is that every time I hang up my phone, um, if somebody hangs up before me as I'm hanging up, then it'll accidentally call John because it's in the same place. Mm. So... Fun fact to know that too, if you have a favorites list. I think you've only like long. gone through with a call like once. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's why I try to like hang up really fast on people because I'm like, I don't want to accidentally call John. Right. It's fine. I'm still stuck on the fact that I'm not in John's favorites, but that's okay. We'll move All on. Right, I'll put you on there, but you know. No, it's a, that's a pity. Don't Adam. take advantage of it. I'm going to have to I don't need that someone. negativity in my life. I'm going to bump my mom for you. Just All right. I'm calling you at midnight tonight. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask Kelly what she bought from Amazon. Yeah. Hey, can you guys <laughs> tell me about your Amazon purchases today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Go. Ellie, you're on the list. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to bump my daughter or my mother, one of the two. 
All right, add a picture on there for me so I don't look like a ghost. <laughs> can you add a picture for someone or do they? I don't know. Am I supposed to add that myself? You I can add a picture to... yourself. Okay. okay. Okay, anyway. All right, I'm going to work on that. All right, well, let me jump back into this because I had an example <laughs> of messaging. So, yeah, keeping keeping things consistent um, and the way they look is really helpful so people recognize, oh, I'm seeing this message again. I want to act on it. I'm ready. Um but like a good example of kind of switching up the messaging, um, even just within social media. So the way that you are speaking to your audience on Facebook is going to be different than the way you're speaking to your audience on LinkedIn. Um, if you are a business that uh, has LinkedIn and, and has success on LinkedIn, um, your your audience is going to differ on those platforms a little bit. So you're going to tailor your message to who you're talking to. And then further, that's also going to differ um, with, how, with who you have um, email addresses for or how you speak to people via email. So you're kind of wording things different. You're speaking to your audience a little bit differently, but all of the information is still the same. All of the branding is still the same um, so that you're consistent with that messaging. And people take in messages differently. So, you know, like Mm -hmm. if it's an email, like I'm more likely to like skim it. So keep that in mind. Or if it's like a blog, then yeah, I may skim it. But if it's structured correctly, then I'm more likely to read it. Um, You know, with social media, imagery and video, like uh, photo and videos are really, really great these days. So anytime that you Mm -hmm. can incorporate those, then use those there. So um, it's just taking, just taking a second. Like you don't, if you plan accordingly, you don't need to rush in that content creation. So really take the time to think about who your audience is on each channel and what each channel calls for when it comes to your messaging. Mm-hmm. Superb. That's my word of the day. I used Ooh. it in a task earlier. It's true. How do you, spell, you used how do you it on my that task. Word? I did. S U P E R B. Superb. Isn't it U R B? Uh, no, S U P. Because it's super with a B, right? S U P E R. Right? It is. I just yeah. haven't heard it said like that. It's super with a B. Super B? Super B. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, like a, like a superhero for That's like gonna a It's going to be my jailhouse name. I'm going to be Super B. Super B. To, What's that super someday? ladybug girl? Super B. That Super, has a show. Oh, Scarlet watched that. Um, Is she just called Ladybug? No. Is it Superbug? Marionette? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. My niece was obsessed for a hot second. Yeah, she watched Everything that for a while. Ladybugs. Super B could be a bumblebee. Ellie would love it. I know. <laughs> that's that's me all the way. Super B. Um, okay, wow, we are just getting so off topic, and I am losing my mind We're over here. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to mention, though, and that's – so, you know, we've we've put all of these components to work. We have uh, compiled a nice strategy for campaigns on the platforms that are appropriate. Um, and then, again, it's worth mentioning, have a plan for measurement. So know how you're going to measure success, What decide – what determines if this if this campaign is successful or not? Um, is it form fillouts? Is it purchases, um, signups? What is it that would determine success of these campaigns? And again, that 
measurement might be different on each platform depending on what you're trying to, what your message is on that platform, what you're trying to get from your audience. Um, so, you know, on each platform, just determine how you're going to measure success um, and then evaluate as it's going, you know, maybe this is a campaign that's going to run for six months. Uh, let's evaluate this every couple weeks or every month to see if we're on track to meet our goals, see if it's working. So you can make tweaks here and there if need be. So again, something might need change. You might need to change up some wording or you might need to make the sign up button a little bit more accessible or noticeable. Um, little things like that that you can tweak to just see if it is going to resonate with your audience a little bit better. So yes, importance. Always have a way and an idea of how you're going to measure success and follow up on that. Make changes as necessary. Boom. Woo. Super Woo. B. Super B. B. Super B at it again, baby. With a, with a photo in my in my contacts hey. now. Hey. Look at that. Look at that. My I only, thought you were going to use one of you. our I thought you were going to use one of our uh, screen freezes. Oh, damn it. I didn't even think of that. Oh, I'm going to change it. That last one you took of me from last week when my camera kept freezing was horrid. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to change it. Change it up. Great thought, Okay. Ellen, While it. John's doing that, are we ready for what grinds my gears? We already kind of yes. talked about it, though. That was my so. yeah. That was my concluding thought. So, Ellen, take it away. Okay. Um. So, what grinds my gears particularly when talking about building an effective marketing strategy um, or just kind of any anything, um, is taking the time to plan. Um, so setting those goal dates, following up, having check-ins, et cetera. Um, and ideally having someone on the team of the project that is impartial and can just like keep the project moving forward. So it drives me nuts when like there's a project where it's just like, we're going to hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> And it's like that never happens, you know? So I think um, one of the things I really love about Shouted Out Design projects is that we have an account manager for each of our projects. And like that's their job is to make sure that like we have everything accounted for that we need to do. They're making sure that they're supporting their team that's working for them and making sure that um, like the that the project's staying on task and on time. Um, but it just like it drives me nuts when you start a new project and it's just like okay, this is what we want to accomplish. And there are no steps to get to that accomplishment. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Is that Step Brothers nuts. when they do the uh, the business plan? It's like I don't know. Step, I haven't step, step one, Brothers in a long time. And then that, you know, invest or whatever. Then step two is blank. And then step three is profit. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, that's literally, ugh, it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's not about like... Gosh, I think – I don't know. I think people have just been, like, burned by a lot of, like, micromanaging coworkers and bosses over the years when it comes to, like, one, setting goals and, two, making a plan. But, like, you know, I think that we should just, like, reclaim that from the negative energy and, like, see the positives that, like, setting goals and having, like, a set plan can have for a project. And, again, mm -hmm. like, reframing, like – what is a positive and what is a negative? Like you don't you don't need to feel guilty if like you get behind on a project or something like that. You just need like at least you know you're behind then. Like at least you know this is what needs to get back on track because like at mm -hmm. some point somebody's going to want a deliverable. So either you're going to deliver it on that date or you're going to miss it because you didn't set up checkpoints for yourself to actually get there. Um, yeah. So that's what grinds my gears. Um, if you don't use Figma, 
for planning or base camp for planning, you should. That's my shameless plug for the two things that I live in every day now. You have probably plugged those on every single episode. I know. Also, after we get off this podcast, I'm going to show you guys my Figma board for Tim and I's vacation to September to September oh to oh Europe because it's amazing. Stop it right now. I'm going to watch the I'm going to watch the Prestige Worldwide business pitch after we're done. I yeah, that's what we need. That 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 will filter into ongoing learning. Um, Investors, for us. possibly you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just I think you should. I think it's worth making a plan to make a plan and holding yourself to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I once said a failure to plan is a plan to fail. Ah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's Super a, B. It's actually a saying many many years, not by me, but yeah. Yeah, I've definitely heard that cynical. before. Oh well, then I did make it up then. Since you since you two don't know. Yep, better. you made it up. Good job. I um I have Hi, uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was just gonna say something and it was very thoughtful and smart and good and it fit with Ellen's what grinds my gears. Um hold on. Wow. I it's okay. I have another thought if you want me to continue on while you're Go thinking. Ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible picture. Yep. <laughs> um what I also love about making a plan is that then you have shared expectations. So mm-hmm. I think that what I have discovered is that basically every single disagreement that I've ever had in my life is because I had different expectations than the person that I didn't see eye to eye with. Um or that like you know like we didn't communicate well. So Having a set plan helps you have those shared expectations. Which yeah, you also- you set those expectations up front, and you're both aware of what the ex or all. I shouldn't say it's not always just two people, but you're all aware of what those expectations are going to be. And I mean, a lot of times it's not like it's malicious. It's not like you your differing expectations are wrong or bad, but you might just come to the end of something where you're in too far now, and you both are like you know, one, one person might think, oh, well, you know, we're successful because look at this. And the other person's like, well, that's not what I had in mind for what we were going to be measuring or doing or what it was going to look like. And someone is going to be unhappy. Um, and then it's a mess and you have to start over from the beginning. So yes, having those, uh, having a plan and, and talking about it in the beginning and having check-ins makes, it ensures that you have those shared expectations and that nobody's going to be shocked at the end of a couple of months and and unhappy. So, um, and also I think this kind of goes along with what you were saying, Alan, what your, uh, what grants my gears is, but planning in general is great as opposed to just like, you know, we put a lot of thought into this, what we talked about today. Um, and, and it does take a lot. If you want to have a successful campaign or successful marketing efforts, it takes all of this thought every time as opposed to just saying like rushing something and saying like, oh, I want to get this out. So let me just like push it out on social media really quick. Um, Then you haven't thought about who's getting that message, what the message even is, what platform is even most appropriate, how you're going to measure it, what your overall goal is. And you're going to be unhappy because you're not going to see results that you wanted to see, but you didn't actually think through how you should go about getting those results. If that makes any sense. Um, I've, I've seen it too often where people just want to rush into things and then they're doing um, they're doing too many random things at once that don't really make sense together um, and they weren't very thoughtful in doing it. So they're not actually generating any valuable results. Hmm. Agreed. Thank you. Agreed. Thank you. 
But going into something thought. without a plan is more fun. Let's 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 be honest. 100%, for who? For yeah. who though? Because <laughs> like you know, I totally shouted out design when we didn't have base camp, and that wasn't fun for me. It's fun for me. It's chaos. <laughs> I just, love chaos. Yeah, is great. Uh, you just you just take a stack chaos. of papers, you throw them up in the air, and whatever lands on your desk is what you do that day. And then I have it's to like reorganize all the papers that you threw up in the air. Was that? But was that character building? Is your? Are you a better no, organizer I very, now? I will say I. I say that as a negative, but I love organizing the papers that were thrown thrown up in the air. So, like, I just should be honest and be like, I actually enjoy it. See, I there despise it. So that's my personality. I will not organize your papers. You can organize them yourself and then hand them to me nicely. Yeah, but I won't like the system that you came up with to organize them. So I'll just give you the system and organize them for you, and then you Same. can follow that system in the future. Yeah, Ellie, thank you for that's organizing my- it, but you did it wrong. So I'm going to yeah. do it better. Well, that's my character flaw. I will not organize them for you. You will pick them all up and hand them to me. And then I'm going to be angry and complain at you and say, like, this is stupid. Why did you organize them this way? I don't like this. You don't say that about the way I organize things. You always love the way I organize things. No, yeah. I And that's not even a lie. I don't know what I would do without Ellen. I absolutely love her organization. And, like, if you could organize my whole life, I will allow it. If you ever want a fun project... I'm your project. <laughs> well, we were we were trying to problem solve last week after our, after our episode. <laughs> we should stop recording so I can get an update on that. Oh yeah, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll def- we definitely need an update after that. By the way, yeah. Kelly also agreed with me and Ellen on on the decisions that we made. Thank you. Yes. And I feel I like Kelly's remember. way more like fun and spontaneous than John and me. So if she even agrees, I feel like it's I a good call. I can't remember what the decisions are, so we've got to. End- Don't. That was the decision. So. Don't. Oh. <laughs> not no, not don't I'm... don't overall. Just your one big plan. Don't. Just be smart. You're yeah. not flying gotcha. anywhere in September. Yeah. I will be. At the mm, end of September. Okay. Well. <laughs> no. All right. Are we done? Okay. Yeah, that's that's that all. Fun. That's all, folks. That's, that's all. Looney Tunes. Sponsored by Looney Tunes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shouted Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.